Joining me now in the studio is Rupert Carline from Kura KiwiSaver. Welcome to the studio. Nice to have you in here. Thanks, Phil. It's really nice to be here. Yeah, been watching no, for good. a long time, so it's great to be here. No, it's good. So we're going to talk about RI today, and, and, and it was based off an article that you wrote in, 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 a, in a paper recently. And you, you, you're arguing, I, I think it's interesting at the moment because the whole RI world has been quite complicated. You know, we've had yeah. um, the Nadia Lim issue going on yeah. recently, and then we've got the war in Ukraine and, and all these weapons and, and, and things going in there. And, and so, so you have a, this sort of view that this, this, this policy around sort of doing exclusions isn't the right way to go about things? Look, I think, I think we need to have a, a more nuanced conversation. Mm, mm. I think we, as, as, as managers, are, are being encouraged to exclude more and more from our investments. Mm. Um, and I think what I think we need to be doing is having a conversation with our clients around what actually does an exclusions policy mean? Where does it actually lead? And are you really sure this is great for us as outcomes? It's, yeah, because it's quite interesting because people go out and do surveys and say, oh, I don't like animal yeah. testing, I don't like this. But do you think that um, the investors are really thinking about these things no. and what it means? And, and no, not, not for a second. Yeah. So I think animal testing is a, is a great example of well, actually, what, what animal testing done right, kind of, and what that does in terms of what the impact on animals is, and also some of the benefits to what we get in terms of healthcare, skincare, etc. I think it's, I find it interesting, that same person that has kind of said no to animal testing is gonna be walking out of the supermarket with soaps, with hair creams, uh, or sorry, skin creams, hair, hair wash, everything that actually um, has had all of that stuff in it. And if you were to say, well, actually, these products could not have been developed without animal testing, um, I think we'd be having a very different conversation. Yeah, because the other thing which is interesting at the moment, and, and, and you've seen in the last year or so, suddenly everyone's advertising their KiwiSaver product you know, on ESG grounds and saying, oh, hey, we're goody goods and stuff. Where does this lead, where does this lead us to? Well, and, and that is the right approach. So don't get me wrong, we're, as, as investors, yes. we are protecting people and we are looking out for their retirements. And my view is, as we're talking about retirement, we need to think, as a, as a responsible manager, I want to think about more than just their financial state. So mm. I kind of go, I want to make sure that when I retire, I have a great world to retire in. Mm. I have a great world that I can leave for my whakapapa. Mm. And so it's all about, I do think we have an onus and do have an obligation to act responsibly to, but I don't think by just being listing out 10 exclusions mm. and then kind of saying we're not going anywhere near those, mm. I don't think that's achieving that goal. Is it some sort of a race to the bottom here? Massive. Massive, yeah. I mean. We're all now kind of clients are being told, go check out the Mindful Money website, go have a look at that, have a look at every single exclusion that you have. And so what, what we're kind of starting to see is managers really investing to make sure that they kind of avoid that list of eight or nine exclusions that money, mm. Mindful Money have identified mm. that shouldn't be there. Mm. Mm. Um, but it's, it is a very blunt instrument. I mean, weapon, so you, you talked about Ukraine. Yeah. And I find it fascinating what's happened over the last um, three to six months, right, where you go, Europe now almost entirely or largely dependent on the Middle East and Russia for their oil supplies mm. because funding for fossil fuels is completely dried up in Europe. Mm. On one hand, that's a good thing because it's pushing up the price of fossil fuels, which will accelerate the transition to clean energy. 
but unfortunately it means as a European society you're now beholden to these countries and to these regimes that you don't necessarily want to be. Weapons is another great example. Weapons is a really interesting one because you know most people will have a weapons exclusion in their policy, and yet now the West is just pouring billions and billions of dollars into into Ukraine um, to support the war there, which seems so counterintuitive or opposite to what exactly what we're wanting. And, and I'm sort of sitting here and saying, well, as a as an RI manager, how do you how do you address this issue now? Well, and I think this is the debate I want to start. Mm. So I mean, I look at New Zealand, mm. where very proudly we've led the way on weapons exclusions, particularly after Christchurch, mm. um, but we have an exclusions policy for NZ Super and ACC, yet we have every single political party at the Beehive clamouring over who can spend the most on weapons. Yeah. Um, and if we think about the goal of that exclusions policy, it's to put the weapons manufacturers out of business. Mm. Mm. Um, and I just think that's a, a scary state. And so we need to be having better conversations and we need to be educating our consumers around actually when they tick the box of saying, I don't want to invest in weapons, where does that actually lead to? What does that mean? Mm. Um, and I, I kind of put my hand up. We're, we've done a big job on exclusions over the last kind of 12, 18 months. And we've kind of, we were very proud and we still are proud of our list of exclusions and where we've got to. But the last three months have said, I think we need to do it slightly differently. Mm. We need to focus more on engagement and how we create better outcomes versus just simply ticking some boxes. So your exclusions were interesting because you had, um, and I'd be interested to know how you got to them, because one of them, the one which surprised me was nuclear power, so which I would have thought was a clean energy. Yeah, it is. And so look, nuclear power is one that has baffled me. To a certain extent, we do a lot based on what the BlackRock exclusions mm. list is. Mm. Um, nuclear power has been blacklisted because of the nuclear waste mm. and what that does to the environment. However, again, I, personally, I'm with you. I yeah. would argue that nuclear energy is, is going to be and needs to be a part of our future clean energy solution. Um, but we probably fell in the same trap that everyone else did, which is, hey, look, this is what our consumers want. This is what we mm. need to do. So therefore, we did it because that's what the survey data and that's what our consumer said. I think it's now time for managers like us to be braver and say, hold on a sec, mm. just because you're telling us this is what you want, mm. let's make sure you understand the implications of what that means. So, so, so there needs to be more engagement with the investors? Yeah. So, so, so I assume you're saying that there hasn't been enough engagement? I don't think there's been real engagement. Mm. I think we, we ask a very simple question Mm. without explaining the implications. Mm. Mm. So nuclear energy is a great one, right? Because yeah. if, if we turn around and said, look, nuclear energy brings a lot of emotions, mm. there's no question on it. But if we were to say Germany, I think, is a, is a perfect example of this, where you say they've, over the last kind of five to 10 years, they've shut down a lot of their nuclear plants. Um, what about this world of saying what that's meant? Is they're overly now reliant on Russian gas, yeah. Russian coal? And I think we'd all, uh, all agree that nuclear energy has to be cleaner than those two yeah, options. You'd, you'd rather, in Germany's case, you'd rather have the nuclear power plants than importing Russian well, oil. Well, I'd even ignore the word Russian yeah. and even go, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather the, the nuclear power plant, which is emissions-free, mm. over coal, gas mm. and oil. Yeah. Um, so how did you come up with your list? So our list was come up with, um, it, what we did is we, we reviewed and made sure at, at a minimum we're aligned with the NZ Super and ACC mm -hmm. um, exclusions list. 
we then had a look and kind of went looked at the data from the Responsible Investing Association of Australia and saw, okay, what else, what are the other exclusions people want and people think about? Mm. And then, of course, we went, then had to look and go, as a, as a purchaser of offshore products, mm. um, what is it that we can buy and what actually policy can we implement? So it was kind of putting those three things together of consumer demand, a minimum standards, plus what's available in the market to, to develop our list there. So how often do your, say, KiwiSaver Kiwi members actually ask you about exclusions and RI? Oh, we, we do get quite a lot of questions on it. Mm. One, one, of the, one of the things that is people do want their funds invested sustainably. Mm. Mm. Um, and so it is, it is an important determinant for KiwiSaver members, which mm. is why you are seeing everyone start to market it. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I think, we, I think we need to stop taking the easy option and start having some real conversations. And just finally, so the FMA's talked a lot about greenwashing and it's going to, you know, do a lot of work around here. I haven't seen much. What role do you think the FMA should have here? Oh, look, there's definitely, there are definitely a lot of greenwashing happening. Mm. I mean, um, there's some comments on there to, on people's websites talking about how commodities uh, that are based on options contracts mm. which aren't actually so there's a lot of stuff going on that you kind of go actually there can be a lot of cleanup there should be a lot more happening yeah. um, but I, I so there's there's the base but that's a core disclosure piece uh, I think I'd love to see the FMA kind of lead the industry to come together and go well one of the core tenets of responsible investing mm. is actually how you engage with your companies mm. every single one of you talk about being a responsible investor one of the core tenets of, of the responsible investing engagement is it needs to be public engagement. Mm. They're trying to get away from the old world of all engagement happens behind closed doors mm. and you get the fund manager, go have a chat to the chairman and there might be some change, there might be not, but nothing actually, no dirty laundry so, ever gets yeah, out in so public. So there needs to be more disclosure around it, yeah. yeah. A lot more disclosure yeah. and a lot more challenge. I mean, the ANZ example, uh, three, two or three years ago where it was pretty poor corporate governance behaviour from the CEO and then you had the CFO had signed everything off, become made the next CEO. Mm. There was only one institutional investor that called that out as pretty poor behaviour. Mm, mm, mm. um, and so as or we kind of look at the carbon neutral stuff that's coming our way at the moment, New Zealand goal to be carbon neutral by 2050, I mean, we've done some work and we've kind of gone and started engaging with a lot of the New Zealand companies that we invest in. I mean, we were shocked that the number of companies that came back and just said, oh, we don't have any carbon policies, we don't, we don't have any yeah. policies aligned, we'll, we'll be coming out and doing some work on this shortly. But actually engaging on those kind of topics and actually challenging companies around how they behave, mm. I think we end up doing far more to create a better world for our future than simply trying to hide and stay away from things. Mm. Interesting, interesting. Well, we'll see where the debate goes. We hey, will. Thank you, Rupert. Nice to have you in the studio. Thanks, yeah. Phil. Great yeah. to speak to you. Cheers.